five, four. Ho, ho, ho. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about mail today, but also testing. And I think you want to you want to hang with it, especially if you're interested in where this industry needs to go in the next year or two. Um, so hang on. And if you'd like to talk to me, reach out. Uh, all you have to do is call down the number. Happy to chat. If you want me to do some real work, look over your mailing piece like I do almost every day. Uh, give me a call and join the WDMA. And that pays a little bit and gets our membership up. So thank you for that. And let's get back to the, the fun. Okay, so here's an, a fun little piece from Sainsbury's. It's about Santa. Uh-oh. Here comes the Santa question. What does he have for his Christmas dinner? Christmas I think he'd dinner. kick off with a charcuterie tree. Charcuterie. Yeah. Then it's got to be succulent, slow-cooked British turkey crowd. And he'd love a taste of different snow beef wellington. I've beef got wellington. no beef with that. <laughs> How about some cheese? Come on, Rick. Cheese before pudding. You know the rules. And so do I. Miss I don't know who Rick is. Not again, Raj. Maybe I'll hire for Christmas card and chocolate mist then. Yes, Raj! Yes, Raj! Yes, Raj. Sainsbury's. Good food for all of us. Okay, isn't that a nice holiday commercial? Gets to show a lot of variety, happy faces. Santa's in there, sort of. Uh, that one was another one of the top uh, commercials for this year, uh, according to John Evans and uh, System One. A real nightmare from the hustle. Tech that lets you work in your sleep. Okay. Tech startup Prophetic is working on a headpiece to harness lucid dreams. And the way it's, the article starts just is scary on its own. Here we go. You know that recurring nightmare, the one where you find out there's a math test worth 90% of your grade, but you didn't even know about the class. Right. You know, I used to have, for probably 20 years, I had a dream that I would be, um, the lights are down because I had a Zoom, Zooms yesterday. Uh where where I had registered accidentally registered for a class and it's the 12 weeks and it's too late to drop it and I and I and I need to go take the exam. I did actually happen to me once uh, with a logic exam. I had I I thought I had a day to study and I rechecked the schedule as I was coming back from another exam and found out nope it was time to turn around and walk back. I did go to the exam and I got my only B in philosophy undergrad. Uh, and it was in logic because of that test. But anyway, then I would have recurring dreams that I couldn't find the classroom that I'd registered for. And then as I got to be doing more more uh, speeches for the DMA and others, uh, I would dream that I was booked to speak and I couldn't find my my room that I was supposed to speak in. And that continues to this day. Do you have recurring dreams? Comment. I'll, I'll put up the chat here and so you can, I can watch for your, for your thoughts. Do you have that recurring, recurring, recurring nightmare? Okay. <clears throat> we have a scarier scenario working while you sleep. The worst part about this one, it might be real. Tech startup Prophetic has already raised a million dollars to develop a headpiece called Halo, 
which the company says could one day allow users to control their dreams. You can control their dreams. I know that you can because if a monster is chasing me, I say in the name of Jesus, go away, and they go away. It's pretty amazing. You can you can command the, the monsters in your dreams. Okay, excuse me, as weird as it sounds, a lucid dream is a state between wake and sleep where an individual is aware they're dreaming. If If tech could help individuals harness lucid dreams, they would in theory be able to induce them on demand, induce the dreams, not necessarily induce productive work, and use that time productively on a work project. So per fortune, prophetic is on it. The headband is worn like a crown and releases sound waves into the region of the brain responsible for lucid dreams. The beams will then activate parts of the brain that control our awareness and our decision-making. Okay. The product's tech is based on ongoing research from Donders Institute in the Netherlands, and there's a familiar brain behind the operation. Oshin Mayen, who designed the N1 brain implant for Elon Musk's Neuralink, is working on Halo. Halo will cost about $2,000 each, and consumers can or customers can reserve one ahead of time with a $100 down payment. Sounds like something worthwhile. Maybe it'd be a good Christmas gift. Okay. And the demand is there. Neuroscientists estimate that 70% of people experience lucid dreams at least once in their lifetime. I almost always remember my dreams. Sometimes that's scary. We spend about one-third of our time asleep. Enthusiasts believe lucid dreams can help people solve complex problems and access untapped creativity. That's probably been my secret all along. Whether that's true remains to be seen, but we'd like our day jobs to stay out of our dreams. I have two things to say there. One, one you have to be a little careful. I did take uh, an epistemology class, and, and one of the sections of it was on the epistemology of drug-induced states. And some people claim that, you know, when they're on LSD or mushrooms or something, that they have new insights into the reality of time and space continuum and other things. And um, while the drug-induced state may convince them that they have that, it doesn't seem to pan out for the rest of us in, in terms of new scientific discoveries or uh, theories of the universe or anything like that. So... Uh, we have to be cautious about what we dream, right? Because as we've all said, it's only a dream, right? It's only a dream. It's only a dream, right? The other thing is, is that I used to I used to offer um, a five thousand dollar I'll come visit your company and we'll talk about your marketing deal, and you know some of them were close and I would just go to them and spend the day and come home, but. Most of them were an airline flight because I'm in Wisconsin. And uh, what I found was that the amazing breakthroughs, and I've had many amazing breakthroughs, 33 companies, explosive growth over the years, um, which is a pretty good track record. But oftentimes, the idea that was the breakthrough came the next morning. And I don't know why. So I think there is something to this. David Ogilvy was a big believer in in uh, sleeping on on creative puzzles. Uh, and so I think there is something to this, and you won't have heard it anywhere else, probably. Okay, here's an, a great article by Richard Stewart Turner, and it's about, it's about 
The effectiveness of mail, JIC Mail is a company that studies mail. Every month they, they, they uh, essentially survey a thousand people in the UK and they found that mail prompts more online than, than in-store purchases. Now, I don't know if that means that, it, <laughs> that mail doesn't drive traffic or it means that people buy more online than they do from mail than they do when they're in the stores, which would make sense. I, you know, I don't see any of these things. I don't understand the article, I have to say, uh, Richard. I just don't understand the claim. But the biggest point, I think, was that there, but that 6% of mail prompted a purchase in 2000, in quarter three, up from 5% a year ago. That's a 20% increase. Most of the time, people don't realize that they'll call that a 1% increase. No, that's a 20% increase. You have to keep in mind the denominator, right? So half of the, and then, so, but I, like I said, I don't understand a lot of this. 76% of direct mail is targeted at existing customers, 24% at new prospects. Okay. I think that's a shame. I think we need to prospect more with mail. Everybody looks at it as expensive, but it's probably the most efficient way to generate customers because you can give them the whole picture. You can give them something to actually buy in mail where it's very, very difficult on like TikTok or something like that. Okay, frequency of interaction with mail has grown year on year for door drops. Uh, anyway, um, this was also good. The average piece of business mail is interacted with 4.7 times over a 28-day period. Again, what is the reach of that, right? Is that the equivalent of four, five uh, digital ads? I would say no, it's more like 100 digital ads. You know, because it takes about 20 digital ads to equal one mailing piece. And if you interact with it four times, five times, then that's 20 times five, which is 100. 100 reach. Okay. And um, it wasn't that different between direct, direct mail and door drops, etc. Also, uh, the, the lifespan, the average lifespan in home was eight days for business mail, seven days for direct mail, and about the same for these other ones. It wasn't that significantly different. The average piece of mail was looked at for 129 seconds. Try and get that even on your website. All right. That's amazing. And um, Ian Gibbs, JIC Mail Director of Le Data Leadership and Learning, said, for the first time, we can reveal that mail also drives online purchases. Mail should be part of a fully integrated customer journey with its impact on product discovery, customer experience, and now purchase fulfillment across all channels. Okay, so that's good. Okay, now this was a big, this is big news. Printing United Expo increases on-site attendance 7% with omni-channel campaign. Now, this, this was written by Direct Mail 2.0. You may have seen my mug. They sent me a mug. And they joined the WDMA. So thank you for that, Brad. Brad and company down there. I appreciate it a lot. This is one side of the 6x9 postcard. I blew it up from their site. Um, they have a QR code. They put it in a circle. I'm not sure why. Um, circles don't look like QR codes. It's a square inside of a circle. I think just leave the square. It goes with the, the logo. But if you're going to do the logo, then make it rainbow like you did up above. Right? So then it will be more attention getting as a connection to your logo that maybe that's where you're taking them, right? I don't see the URL prominently featured below, which I would always do, uh, especially if it's a 
if it's a weird one that is trackable. I would assume that it is, right? Let's see. We could probably zoom in on that. Let's see. Can't see it on that one. That one was fuzzy in the article, but nope. Just says register today. It's just a link. And uh, there is a link, but I think that's not the same link. Okay, so now we got to make it back small again. Okay, so then they said a lot of other good things. Okay, it unites the entire print industry. Uh, there was an integration with Direct Mail 2.0, part of why I'm using the mug today. You know, a supporter of WDMA. But uh, it proved to be a game changer, they say. A game changer, I tell you. And yet it was only a 7% increase. A staggering 32 impressions per piece. Again, I'm not sure what an impression per piece is. I don't know how you measure it, but that other study just showed that it was maybe 100 impressions per piece. <laughs> Worth, I mean, you got to translate that to what's an impression in digital advertising, right? And a 5.6% engagement rate. Again, don't know what that means. You're using terms that are almost meaningless from the digital advertising space. I know you're trying to be cool with the cool kids in digital, but really, mm, 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 don't know. Okay, so there were two drops of about 115,000 each, I guess, if you made them equal. Don't doesn't say. I commend, uh, I commend Print United for printing enough pieces. Um, and then they did 60 days of omni-channel enhancement, and these are trademarked or, you know, these are like features of Direct Mail 2.0. I think since Direct Mail 2.0, I think wrote this press release. It says at the bottom that there's no connection with with Print United at all. Down here it says says the preceding press release was provided by a company unaffiliated with printing impressions. The views do not directly reflect the thoughts or opinions of the staff of printing impressions. So anyway, back here. Um, so they sent out enough pieces to do something. Okay, and uh, they said that there were a lot of new time first new first time buyers, right? They use social match, mail tracking, informed delivery, well that's a, obviously USPS. Online follow-up, social media follow-up and lead match. Would love to hear about the lift of any of those, the incremental lift do any of those matter, right? And we don't see the words incremental lift in the article at all, right? And so uh it exceeded all expectations, 7% growth on-site attendance from the previous year, 60% were first-timers. Okay, all good things, all good things. 115 countries were represented. Good, 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 good. Exhibitor growth. Exhibitor growth was up 16%. So does that say that the, the growth from the direct mail was less than, than it should have been expected? I don't know. 23% year-over-year increase in ads displayed. I don't know, what again, what that exactly means. Um, through Direct Mail 2.0, resulted in a 39% surge in engagement. Again, I don't know what that means. Um, but here is a comment from Mark Subers, President of Events and Expositions at Print United Alliance. We're very pleased to have continued our relationship with Direct Mail 2.0 in support of Printing United Expo 2023. Okay, so now, I've got a couple of minutes left. Here's my beef. The Printing United Expo stands as a testament 
to the power of strategic omni-channel marketing in, in elevating industry events, fostering global connections, and driving substantial business results. Sounds like we should genuflect or something. I don't know. I'd love to hear who wrote this. But anyway, um, oh, now do it. Does it say up here? No, it doesn't. It was a press release. Okay, so here's my beef. What's the control? How many of these people, how many of these people that you mailed, the 232,000, was that mostly repeat attenders? Don't know. How many of those people were held out as a control? How many of the mailing pieces were held out from direct mail 2.0 as a control? How many people were held out from informed delivery as a control? You could have, with 200,000 pieces, you could have had controls on pretty much any of these you wanted. You know, just not send 5,000 or 10,000 of one of those cells. Would have been, eh, would have been a little bit complex, but not insurmountably difficult, right? Last year, uh, Print United had a scent on their postcard. I got one. And it smelled like uh, copper tone coconut oil you know that you put on suntan lotion for las vegas i think that was print united and i asked how many were mailed without the scent what was the control and apparently there weren't wasn't a control so this year we beat that by seven percent no control and i'm really sick and tired of it you know I've talked with industry leaders and they say, well, our clients don't tell us what the results were. Okay, well, here you got a client that is Printing United, right? Here you got a client that has an interest, a vested interest in telling the industry the incremental lift and benefit of direct mail. Right? Right? Do we hear about it? Okay, here's an article where JAMA recommends... A JAMA study, Journal of American Medicine, recommends direct mail for self-sampling cervical cancer screening. Okay, And what they tell you in here is that where the individuals were stratified, do randomly assigned to receive usual care, that's the control, education, or direct mail, or opt-in uh, as an offer. And it lets it go. The people that we don't know when their due date for screening was were randomly assigned to the three different panels. Okay, they weren't big panels. And yet there was a significant benefit to the mail. They proved that mail worked, and it's in the Journal of American Medicine. Okay? Why in the world is the direct mail industry so reluctant to do a decent, valid test? I'm sick to death of it. And I'm just putting the finishing touches on a blog on why we don't have budget for mail. It's because mail is the easiest to prove incremental test. You can hold out, do a holdout test, and you can prove without a shadow of a doubt that mail generates ROI, real numbers, not this BS that we're seeing in this article and in every article I ever read. Have a great day. I hope you'll comment. I welcome your comments. 2024, let's get serious about this. Let's fight digital with real data, real testing, real direct marketing, and not all this measurement of stupid, ridiculous digital metrics. I'm John Miglosh. Merry Christmas.